This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. Joining me for another pre-season chit-chat, Mr. Dan Rogers, Mr. Phil Shaw, and Mr. Chris Bird. Hello, Welcome, hello, hello. gentlemen. Hello, my villa chums. What a How fine time to be alive. If we could make this quick, I've got an overpriced coach to catch to France for a villa friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Leaves any minute now. It's going shortly. <laughs> but first, Warsaw. <laughs> to the Poundland. To the Poundland Arena. Yes, uh, I, I vetoed that game just because of their new sponsor, so I hope that gets to them, uh, the powers that be. Chris was first in queue, though, to uh, get a ticket get for The best seats one. in the house behind a pillar. Like your normal seat, David. <laughs> pillar Park. <laughs> yeah, well, we've rectified that situation, uh, and Villa will now actually uh, mark all seats that have a restriction from handrails, etc., so you're not buying one with a restricted view unwittingly, which uh, is what every, basically every arena and venue uh, normally does. It's uh, obviously they're just catching up. The irony is only in recent times has that become a problem for you. For many years, you've been appreciative of the restricted view of the pitch. Well, no, exactly. Any restricted view was always a blessing uh, for for many a season. But I'm starting to uh, smoke the hopium that uh, (laughs) Gerard's going to turn this around. So... (laughs) Hopefully, uh, I might even take binoculars uh, this season just to get a full-on view. How are you? Uh, I saw Mr. Bud at the cricket this morning. It was this morning because it was done by bloody lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, I, but it was it was one of my recent highlights. I said to Bud, uh, I wish it started at one because that's when the sunshine was coming. Because I, I was there, I had a little pale pink polo on. I got my hat out because I live around the corner from uh, Edgebaston, so I'm starting to walk down. Because I was going to change and just, you know, put on whatever, a hoodie, whatever, because it was a bit chilly. But I thought, fuck it, let's go for it. And I got around that corner and then from the tannoy, Jerusalem came on. And I felt like I was the most English person alive with my hat <laughs> and my polo. And it's very rousing. Uh, I mean, I think it was, is it Collymore that always banged the drum about that should be the national anthem? Mm-hmm. It does rouse one, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, certainly roused the troops today and got the job done well. Yeah, it was like an hour. hour we had to get the record talks. test score. Mm-hmm. Ever for England. How are you, Dan? Very good. I, I, I took in Edgebaston on the Sunday, so uh, 
what happened, I guess, Monday, Tuesday was as far away from reality yeah. at that point. But um, yeah, that was that was good fun. And I mean, it's very rare. I mean, sorry to bore the listeners with cricket, but it's very rare to for a game to swing so many yeah. ways and both teams to collapse and make a shambles of it at various like a stages. Like Villa-Nottingham Forest game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Phil, how are you? Not bad, not bad. Have you uh, finished Stranger Things yet? No, I haven't. There's too much on, too many things to watch. The boys, Stranger Things, just not enough time in the day. Something that's been bugging me, Phil, is that you've you've got a new job, um, which the listeners might not know, and, and you were describing how you're, you're setting up your home office. Am I, yes. am I correct? Uh, could, could you explain the need for a sofa bed? Is, <laughs> is, is, this, is this a casting couch type job, Phil? No, it needs to remain a multifunction room. So it used to ah. be a, a, a spare room, a guest room. But, and now I've put two desks in it. I've managed to get myself a nice gaming desk in it as well. So under the guise of home working. Mm. Um, but no, I spent the whole weekend doing putting IKEA together. And, and then I got my Father's Day present out, which was Villa Park and, and Lego form and i thought yes i'll knock this up in a couple of hours but no i was trying to build you up as some sort of superb amateur pornographer and now you're talking no. about building lego <laughs> yeah yeah well. so we need to move on we're losing listeners i can see the listener me this isn't a sexy uh, podcast dropping. no well i have no. been called a master builder before when it comes to lego <laughs> why is it every time dan rogers is on the show it starts to get a bit smutty that's no, an unfounded allegation <laughs> But in real life, you're far from it. Yeah, man, me, me and Dan managed to go and have an evening on Cannock Chase. And, yeah, that's and right. And, and it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> True to form. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm not, I'm not going to go uh, dig deeper into that one. Right then, coming up in the show, we will catch up with what's going on. The players have returned for pre-season. They're still alive, so uh, they go again. So we'll discuss what's been happening up to now. Uh, this is the show that doesn't spend hours talking about players that will never play for Aston Villa, which seems to be a theme where within five seconds of uh, anybody being linked to us by any shonky journalist, suddenly they're uh, made part of transfer specials and stuff, which uh, unless they're in the Villa shirt, there's no real reason to talk about them, is there? I don't know. But anyway, we'll catch up with uh, all the ins and outs. Also, uh, what's been going on and uh, get a see what the... The mood in the room is as the uh, the first preseason game kicks off uh, at the weekend uh, against the Poundlanders, and we'll also get the three points in and the media muppets. Right, time for some news. Should we talk about uh, Phil was talk- telling me a fantastic story about a three-legged tortoise that got smuggled in from Hong Kong, rescued from smugglers, and now is uh, wearing roller skates at Chester Zoo. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Or we can have the villa news, and uh, I don't know. It's got you know Trezeguet, similar to a three-legged tortoise, isn't he? Villa news, it is then. He's back, Mr. Ashley Young. Does this class as a third return, or is this just a continuation of uh, a return? I think a technicality, it's a third return, just because of the way the weekend fell. I think if, if the weekend hadn't been when his contract ran up, and then the next sort of Monday was the next date in July, it would have been okay. Yeah, well, he was officially on the release list, although, uh, as as I was saying, uh, unless Villa are putting out a, uh, oh, good luck, goodbye, thanks, uh, kind of uh, correspondence, then uh, he was always going to stay. But we'll talk about uh, him and uh, the others uh, later on. Trezeguet has gone to uh, to Turkey, where he's been out on loan to uh, Trabzonspor. 
Kalinic, uh, I think that's a contract termination, isn't it, really? Because he had just a, a termination. Left. <laughs> Get rid. It's like, go on, Hadjik Split, you can have him. You've you've kind of looked after him for the last two seasons. Rory Wilson, the 16-year-old, who uh, confirmed this. I mean, this is the thing I don't like about this thing. When you know that a signing is done, you you know, you put out a story. Like, Rory Wilson, he's, he's on his own social media. He's basically, three weeks ago, said, I'm coming to Aston Villa. And you know, you read one. Uh, I think it was a, a Scottish newspaper telling you three hundred fifty thousand, and then there's obviously going to be add-ons. And you think, Reka, that's it. That's that's all you need to know. That's the done deal. But all these outlets have probably, you know, it's like young striker getting closer. Villa make a seventh uh, transfer. And it's him, always. It's him. They never mention his name in the story, but for the last three weeks, they've been churning out stories about him when pretty much everybody... And the goals always go build. up. It's like 20 goals, 40 goals, 60,000 <laughs> goals. So anyway, so we've signed uh, a 16-year-old from Rangers who scored a load of goals in you know youth season, but that's what strikers uh, tend to do. That's why they get elevated and uh, get a crack at the big time is because normally they're bundling in the goals uh, at youth level. In other business, uh, Bogart got uh, of the youth team who was in the uh, the FA Cup youth team win a season before last has signed a long-term deal uh, Josh Fenney as well who uh, was an England captain first pro contract keeper Sinisalo has extended his contract meanwhile uh, speaking of the young guns uh, obviously there was a trio that contributed to uh, England's win Chuck Mueka Timmy Arugmanum and uh, also uh, Mr Ramsey's brother Aaron yeah two, two of them actually scored in the final it kind of changed the game actually the two subs in other news friendly prices anybody who's going to France will know it's only a five euro ticket which is I don't know was that four pound 25 refreshing that a friendly game that means nothing is actually priced accordingly and the irony is it's, it's about half price well it's less than half price isn't it than actually having to watch it on uh, Villa TV <laughs> yeah <laughs> staggering have you noticed how they used to allow you to watch the YouTube stream yeah. of the, yeah. the host club and now they're like they're like they're, they're kicking themselves oh that's just money we could have taken off the fans there we just missed out and it's like every opportunity now there's no favours done for you as a supporter no it's just milk you (laughs) every opportunity pulling our teats until (laughs) no more pennies remain and trying to sell us supposedly premium quality training kit at an extortionate uh, price when in fact it's shite we'll talk about that in the in the main bit also uh first well uh Technically, the Amazon fixtures were the first uh, broadcasted fixtures. There's the Fulham October date and Liverpool Boxing Day, which will be on Amazon Prime. But uh, this week, the uh, first round of, well, it's August, September broadcast games, which are four Villa games, Everton, it's been moved forward to a 12.30. No 3pm kickoffs till October, I believe. Yeah, West Ham... Uh, Sunday, isn't it? Sunday Arsenal away is I think that's because of the West Ham West Ham was changed because of the Europa League involvement of, of that club mm-hmm. so they pushed Arsenal back a day from a Tuesday to a Wednesday that's going to be on BT Sports and then Manchester City visiting Villa Park will be uh, let's just put back to a 5.30 and then the Saints game at Villa Park also uh, is actually being moved forward to the Friday 8pm 8pm's that's shit Friday and those 12.30s, those are shit times as far as I'm concerned. I mean, not that I feel particularly sorry for away fans, but Southampton to Birmingham Friday night, 8 o'clock is crap. Grim. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's uh, fans who obviously uh, over in the States or different time zones that some of these... Uh, 
time changes actually works out quite nicely for them. But at the end of the day, it's kind of about the match day, match going, match day going fan when it, it comes to these. No, when it comes to these changes, <laughs> yeah. in terms of inconvenience, oh, yeah. these are the ones that aren't uh, really thought about. But you know, nowadays it's the TV audience is king. That's the reality. Let's uh, see what Phil's got in the medium Muppet pot. It's time for medium Muppets. <laughs> Right, Phil, what's in the trough in this uh, summertime of clickbait? Oh, there's there's just so much of it to wade through at the moment, so I thought I'd keep it nice, short and simple. It's uh, the Birmingham Mail's Birmingham writer, blues writer, Alex Dickon. So he took a break from their woes to come up with this moment of inspiration. The headline was, Aston Villa can sign Andrea Bellotti for free as transfer decision confirmed. Well, of course they can. That, that's what happens when somebody's a free agent. You can sign them for free. It's not, <laughs> it's not fucking rocket science. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know where he plucked this name out. He goes, he tentatively mentions that Villa were linked to him in the past, probably by the mail themselves, because the last time I heard anyone linked to Bellotti was AC Milan. He won the Euros with Italy only last year, so the time Villa would have been linked with him in the past, we weren't getting them. So you just put it like that. We might have a chance now, but it's with three strikers, so... I wish there was some kind of code of etiquette that you weren't allowed to make make stuff up or just put tenuous two two plus two is five the same story has probably been writ- been written for newcastle their local paper leeds is you know, southampton wherever wherever because that's the funny thing uh when these transfer links come out as a you know as a villa fan you're seeing it because it's all the you know the press that you kind of uh, follow or it's coming up on news now or whatever but the interesting thing is if you just google that name with transfer links you see that player linked to so many other different clubs. So the same game is being played with all all football fan bases. They just changed the club name. <laughs> yeah, they just changed the club name pretty much. It's uh, it's a bit of a shocking practice, actually. Right, uh, let's move on to three points. We'll blast through these. Uh, I haven't really read into this, but I saw the headline of the Premier League are reportedly uh, asking clubs i mean the the premier league's also given the green light to anybody who wants to do uh rail seating and safe standing haven't they so they're obviously uh made a few decisions over the close se- uh, season and one of them is uh, reportedly asking clubs to support a voluntary ban on uh, betting shirt sponsorships before the government brings uh, in legislation to do this this is a thing where the premier league want to look good because the fan-led review is in personally is not a big fan of it. things like independent regulator and there's certain things that he's totally against uh, but they're now desperately trying to get ahead of uh, the government bringing in legislation to force various things by you know basically doing it themselves so they look good so under the proposal voluntary ban would come in what is a voluntary ban like self-regulation, like banning it themselves before it's so it's voluntary. Yeah. Come into effect at the start of the new season, uh, which would allow existing deals to run their course, providing they expire no later than twenty four, twenty five. I mean, this is kind of interesting because Sky Bet is a major betting company in terms of that promotes itself around football. So it's kind of interesting that the clubs that partake and are paid essentially by Sky Sports are... are uh, taking uh umbrance with uh you know the whole way that they essentially run their business i mean from the villa standpoint personally is against shirt sponsors in an ideal world but then as the uh commercial realities and you know he's told us in the uh fcg meetings that you know it's not something he wants to pursue blah 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 and he tried to avoid it and then you know literally a few months after we've suddenly got a chinese sleeve 
betting sponsor. So it's at the it's at no this moment heard money, of. money talks. So uh, I think they all have to get together and actually make it a point of principle. Well, gambling is so ingrained in the game. It's not just shirts. I mean, you've got stadiums named after yep. gambling companies. You know, you can't yep. turn around in the ground without it. And I think football's so awash with money. It's like it's just more money on top, and you they've 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 yep. got a chance to clean you know wash their hands of it a little bit. But it's a, a bit rich, isn't it? At the same time. Yeah. Point number two. Uh, this is a. It's a bit like this. Is it the First World War where the Germans played the English in an impromptu game in the trenches at Christmas? An ad hoc kick around on the M4? There was a, a go slow fuel protest about the, the rising cost of fuel prices. So it, it got so bad that it basically, there's video of it and pictures that blocked one side of, of the motorway because the people setting off from one part of the country and then and another and they met on the Severn Bridge so whenever they blocked that there was one whole side of the carriageway or the motorway free what's the short version is I ain't got time for your Severn Bridge tales <laughs> <laughs> yeah well the, the short version is that they got out of their cars and started having a kick about on the other side but who won that's what I'm interested in who won? <laughs> Wales or England I don't think anybody anybody wins in this situation everyone's losers <laughs> Yep. <laughs> right, point number three, uh, Sierra Leone are investigating. Uh, Strange one, this one. I, I don't know what. <laughs> corruption by any chance? Investigating two matches. Is this in their uh, actual leagues? Yes, it's, uh, it was a final game of... One game uh, finished 95-0, and then the other game finished 91-1. Now, you know, even in my experience of playing, when you play a crap team, you normally you beat the maximum of like 20 nil or 15 nil how do you get 95 goals in it was the one that gave it away wasn't it yeah well even worse than this if you look at the half time short story the half time scores there were <laughs> the half time scores in the two matches were only 2 nil and 7-1 respectively so then this is where it gets interesting afterwards if it's 2 nil at half time how does it end up 95 nil have we got video of explain this? it as quickly what's, as what's the goals happening? winning <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the general manager of one of the teams told BBC Africa, I'm not aware of any match manipulation, but I can't vouch for others. We, can, we conceded lots of goals in the second half. I was frustrated and at some point even left the touchline in anger. I wasn't concentrating after, so I can't even tell how many goals we conceded in all. The reason it's a match fixing is these two How many teams minutes were- do they play in Serie uh, Leone? <laughs> These two teams were actually going for the final place in the league and they were level on points, so goal difference came into it. So whenever one... They must have had somebody on the radio said, oh, Flip, it's 90 nil now, you need another 10. But interestingly enough, in the second game, the... the, the, the Sorry, the, if I'm a listener to this, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on here? The, ch- the chairman Unusual. of the... The chairman of one of the teams, Kokima Lebanon, said he had been told by players and club officials that the league match between the two clubs did not actually take place. He said, <laughs> <laughs> instead, it was I, a, now I'm really confused. He said, instead, it was an encounter between players in the community, including some Kokima players, which was held to entertain fans who had bought tickets to witness the match with Gulf FC. So they sold tickets for the match against the other team, but it wasn't actually a game because it was players in the community. So it's a fantasy game. Yeah, fantasy game. Yes. So the, I think I'm, I'm, I have no idea what is happening on this show at this point in time. I don't I know. No how idea. Ninety-five goals in a ninety-minute match. But there was a manager who said he witnessed the goals. This is a confusing. <laughs> I must this watch more Sierra Leone football. Voodoo nonsense. Is it related? It's related to match fixing. Is it? Did we mention that? Well, I don't think we need. I think it's implied. If there's ninety-five goals in, going in. But the team conceding them and scoring them, we've got to be in on it, surely. But all, all parties are in on it. 
everybody other than the manager and the ref. If you have two teams of whatever ability, there's no way you can get 95-0. Put a team of men against a, a boys' football team, they're not going to beat them 95-0. David's calling corruption. <laughs> I, have no idea what, I have no idea what's going well, on. You could be and a then FIFA it, investigator. I need to vet these three and then, points and from any now, case, and now any on. Case it's a dream because I ain't got, I got no time for you, seriously. Because <laughs> <laughs> both results have been annulled because of suspicion anyway, so it's a dream. Never happened. Annulled. You've just wasted all our time. Right? <laughs> God knows what's going on there. Right, the shambles of the show rolls on. Uh, before we go on, I just want to give a shout out to the new My Old Man Said patrons. Thank you for signing up for the 2022-23 season. We have some new features coming up as a patron. You will now get ad-free versions of the podcast. A few of you have uh, asked about that, so uh, it shall be done. Also, uh, every main show will have a weekly uh, extra show as well with uh, extensions to the discussion and other little snippets as well. And this is on top of the uh, other individual shows we have on the uh, My Old Man Said uh, extra podcast channel. So the idea is to uh, have a weekly extra show to the main show uh, to make sure there's uh, a regular flow of uh, extra content. There's other improvements as well for the season ahead, so... uh, please do go to myomansaid.com and click on the Patreon link to check it out. So uh, in terms of shout-outs, a big shout-out to Tristan Wells, Corbin Conover, Paul Lucas, James Money, and uh, also a big shout-out to Connor Thomas, who has uh, converted to an annual subscription. If you sign up as an annual member, you get 10% off for the year. And uh, also uh, a big shout out to uh, Adam Sumner as well, who is also uh, an annual My Old Man Said patron. Thanks very much for joining us. As well as uh, the extra podcast, you also get membership of Match Club, where you can join us for uh, live podcasts on uh, match days, mainly away games, but also we're doing the pre-season games as well. So uh, come and join us in there. And also uh, we have discussions on loads of other things. There's Screen Club, there's Investo Club, where we uh, pick each other's brains and share tips on various other things outside the Villaverse. So again, please do go to myomensaid.com, click on the patron link and join us for the new season ahead. Thank you very much. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Main section so far. Let's uh, talk about... uh well, the business that's been done, uh, a lot of it is when you come back to pre-season, that's when the stories that you already know, like, you know, I knew that Ashley Young was signing, uh, knew this uh, Rory Wilson was signing, but it's when you've got him in the building, then you can do the press, you take the photo where they're holding the pen and all that kind of stuff. One problem is we could, we did the business early of uh, Coutinho, Carlos and uh, Kamara, and then you've got this kind of rabid fan base who are looking for the next one, the next one. And then obviously Gerard's on holiday, as is uh, Perslo et al. So you've got this period of, was it three weeks, four weeks, where nothing's been happening. And then uh, the next signing is like Ashley Young. And it's this kind of uh, anticlimax. And then people start moaning about it. Uh, but I think overall, uh, Ashley Young, anybody with the brain just thought, well, it's kind of a sensible signing. Cheap, low cost, gives you that uh, extra man on the bench who can cover multiple positions because there's an increase in uh, substitutes. Gives you that uh, Lucas Dean backup if you can't find uh, another left back in the... Uh, it basically takes the urgency to scramble around. And you know if you're in a bidding war or something, uh, or a club's trying to get a rise out of you, you can say, well, we're actually, we're sorted, so you know we can walk away. But no problems there if he's the club know if he's fit enough, don't they? Yeah, and we, we we said before it's kind of that thing of having a conduit between senior players, the young players get get like a mentor figure and a, and a bridge between the players and the staff. You yeah. do need a senior figure. Yeah, it's just you know it's just a character. That's one of the things, uh, and you know Gerard's highlighted this and a bit as, of shit as house a, as well, hopefully. Yeah, as an issue is uh, we, our matchday squad in the last couple of seasons at points has been the youngest in the Premier League and consistently one of the youngest at least. So you've you've got to have a bit more of a balance, I think. It's like in '81 with the 14 players that won the league, we had a lot of young players like Gary Shaw's, Gordon Cowan's. There's a lot of players uh, around 20, 21. 122 which uh nowadays you know you're not expecting them to score 20 goals a season and, and win tra- win the league title and then go on to win the european cup but we have a lot of uh let's say low 20s in age group but we haven't got the real stars that are a bit more older experienced heads so there's there's really more of a balance that we're, is needed and you know gerard's obviously right in uh, starting to address that in this transfer window and you know ashley young's a bit of an extreme extreme one-off because it's uh there's not many uh i mean he's actually uh, by the time you listen to this podcast, uh, he'll, he would have turned 37 uh, this weekend. Trezeguet out. Predictable, wasn't it? We all knew it was going to yeah. happen. Although it does say something about him actually having a bit of something about him that he did get, Villa got a fee for him and he's the first one out the door, so somebody wanted him. And relatively speaking, gone to a you know a reasonably good club. Yeah, as I, as I wrote about it, it's the final year of his contracts. Villa are essentially getting half of what they paid for him. And when you uh, actually put a monetary value to the goals he scored, I mean, you don't really get much prize money for getting in the League Cup final, but you know, you, it's it's you know fifty, sixty grand, whatever it is. But then you get all the spin-offs, you know, merchandise, etc., for the Wembley Cup final. And then his three goals in those last four games, mm. uh, which was uh, you know one of the biggest, most miraculous uh, escapes. We were seven points adrift with four games to go, if mm. my memory yep. serves me right. The Arsenal goals always sticks in my mind, the one he rattles in. Great thing. Yeah. Mm. So if you equate that financially, it's massive because we're talking uh, hundreds of millions there. 
It's a funny one, really, because he, he always tried hard. He tried hard, didn't he? And we can't really be sentimental about him because he doesn't fit what we're trying to do at all. No, I mean, you know, sentimental, uh, I'm judging him in the clear light of day. But what I'm mm. saying is he, he, if we're doing the uh, obituary now, for want of a better word, <laughs> we're actually giving him credit for what he's done. And they may not. it may not be consistent. It may not be a, a big body of work, but the, he has got key... Memories that Here's a question. Well, I've got a question. I've got a positive question. Yeah. So, did he contribute more to keeping us up than Jack Grealish? He did in Project Restart. Mm-hmm. During, yeah, during the restart yep. period. Probably not over the 38-game season, but certainly over oh. those really key moments. Key moments, huh? Key moments. Yep. And Grealish admitted to it in his own interviews at the time, you know, perhaps wasn't the best during Project Restart. Trezeguet's goals were the fundamental reason. Yeah, and Hurahan's assists as well. Mm, good point. Sign him back. Get him back. <laughs> but the credit, you know, that he doesn't. If that was in front of a crowd, then everybody would have remembered those moments, and you know, they'd have been the on show reels because you got Trezeguet scoring against Arsenal, and you got the crowd going absolutely mad. But he, he never had that because that would have been a that would that game would have been magnified to a, to be a, a memorable win actually when the chips were down. You know how most fans are going into that game. Are we doomed? Oh, no over. one thought we'd stay up. We'd, we'd, After we uh, we dropped we dropped a bollock against Everton when we should have won that game and also El Ghazi should have uh, finished it off. Have we sold him yet? No, uh, by the looks of the amount of pitches, the pre-season pitches so far, most of them have El Ghazi in them and I, I think he's going to play a big part in our season next year. Great. Judging, <laughs> judging by the amount of pitches I've seen of him so far. I suppose half of these, all the international lads aren't back yet, are they? They're all, um, they've got another week well, off. Well, let's them. put it this way, most most of the players are back. You know, we're not talking about, they've, they're just putting up pictures of El Ghazi because uh, there's only 10 players in the building. <laughs> it's like pretty much load of them in, but most of the pitches seem to be El Ghazi. I'm sure he'll score a penalty in pre-season before he goes. You heard it here first, El Ghazi's going to be a big man for Villa next season. It's never going to happen. He must have learnt a lot while he was at Everton. <laughs> learnt a lot in the raffle, didn't he? Plenty of time to study the game. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Kalinic is gone. Uh, that's got to be, I mean, they said... That's up there, one of the strangest a, signings ever, isn't it? They said it was a free transfer, but it's uh, that. that's also translated into terminating contracts. They would have paid him off. He would have been paid off Full, full international goalkeeper when he joined us, and only Villa could turn someone into yeah. a Well, he, he was a number two. He was Croatia's number two, really. Do you not remember Remy Gard tried to sign him and then Randy oh, Arnold wouldn't give him the money? Yes, and there was a big debate over they couldn't get a work permit for him or something like that. Yeah, so, that's right, yeah. So it was like, a. not only did they scout him once in transit, then they did it again. Yeah, it's kind of. A, I mean, I always always remember the Galini one. No, no. The, the other examples, the other goalkeeper who you reference. What was his name? Marrera. Was oh, no, no, Marrera. <laughs> yeah, that's we've done that to death. But Galini, where we actually had a, a fan consultation group meeting with Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce, to, to his credit, was super, super transparent on uh, everything we spoke about. Probably wasn't expecting it to end up on a podcast, uh, but you know we are many, many years out. So, and he was saying, Galini said that those scan reports were rejected twice before Di Matteo gave gave the uh, the green light on that one because uh, you know the, the Italian connection, whatever. And he said that signing shouldn't have been made based on the scouting reports no. that Villa have on Galini. No. He was so ill-equipped for championship, wasn't he? I mean, Spurs got him, but they haven't kept him, have they? Nah, not good enough. So that tells you... Uh, He's no Kalinic. <laughs> Kalinic is no Sorison. Well, we could go. We could play this game for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> who was no uncle man? Oh, jeez. Oh, he's top trumped me. <laughs> Rory Wilson will will see uh, how he does. Uh, when he's 16, you, there's also there's a question mark of how you're going to grow. I wonder how they work that one out when they do their due diligence on these youth players and obviously dropped a bit of money because that 350,000 could go up to you know million with add-ons. I think I suppose the gamble is you buy as many of those mm, mm, mm. 200,000, you pit them against each other and hopefully uh, you're, you're going to get one that's uh, pretty decent. And ultimately, if, even if you know if you're scoring that many goals, I know it's at a, a younger level, but that's a lot of goals. You know, we haven't had a, a kid come through the Villa youth ranks scoring those numbers of goals since Darius you know, for a lot of people, Yeah, sort of people are salivating. Gabby like, he scored did fifteen that. goals, but not like the more brothers. Byfield, <laughs> Vassell, uh, more brothers, Gabby. They all scored that kind of amount. It's it's uh, you know that's what gets you to the uh, the next level. Yeah. But it's amazing when you think about, I mean, Vassell and Gabby were not, for my money, natural goal scorers. They weren't Definitely like not. great finishers, they quick, weren't they? But, but they were bagging in the goals in youth level because it's, you know, it's easier to do it there because they had physical attributes. It's not yeah. as if they were finishers. It's like Archer. We didn't really hear about him at, uh, at youth, level. youth level. He was never really uh, somebody that was trumpeted until no. he was actually, he was actually, uh, thrust up in you know into into the limelight really I yeah, didn't even really first. hear about him much at Solihull Moors yeah no yeah. no 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 kind of just, it was just that game yeah what the Barrow game he just suddenly appeared and that was that ha- yeah tucked him away I mean that's the that's the example they can show a lot of other players who go you know your Sansons and other players go oh he deserves chances I'm like well Archer's had one cup game, took his chance, and has catapulted himself front and centre in the in a matter of what six months. Listen, yeah, yeah. this this sentimentality. I mean, you, we saw it. I mean, earlier, I don't know what the the bloody Birmingham Mail are doing, but they're putting out this old uh, interview with Gabby about Petrov from what was it six years ago? Yeah, it was first year in the championship. Should he right? have had a contract, uh, Petrov, after uh, you know his leukemia run? And I can remember at the time, you just think, well, he's thirty three. He was past his sell by date. Before before he got leukemia and fans were like we need you know we need basically upgrades in that uh, position and then you're looking at guys like being battling for his life and we're talking about elite level sport and uh, there was a lot of sentimentality there and it's like well yeah no we all supported him through his uh, personal battle with his illness but we're talking about should he be playing for Villa no no he shouldn't be at that stage full stop I mean look at him the show he was playing uh, Sunday League or whatever He's, he wasn't at the level that you need to get out of the league but you look at some of the comments on this and it's like it's just sentimentality you're dictating it because you get called uh, an asshole for just telling the truth asshole exactly (laughs) (laughs) the thing about Sanson uh, there's also the other side where there's that wishful thinking like Sanson I want him to be good me too me too we spent some fucking money on him he's featured very prominently (laughs) in the return to body more videos I noticed so him and Al Ghazi in the middle I reckon (laughs) Running the show. <laughs> Newly married Morgan Sanson, of course. Congratulations yeah, to him. People say he deserves his, his chance. I mean, training's his chance as well. I mean, if he's not doing it in training, he's not getting picked. There's reason yeah. he's not getting picked. Very French. Because I think Gerard liked the idea of him, <laughs> but... We all like the idea <laughs> of him. Yeah, gave him a second chance, and then it was like, eh. And then he suddenly faded back into the background. Simple, you know, simple dynamic, isn't it? It's, if, when you name what is would probably be our best 11 on paper. Would he be in it? Probably not. Sorry, mate. Not even probably. No. Yeah. It's like, who would you put him in over? It's a very strange one because you do see, we, we haven't really seen anything in the first team from him to say 
to get us excited, have we? Because he's been injured for such long periods. You're forgetting the Wolves away game. You not he had the most pressures that day. Do you not remember? There was a big <laughs> thing about it. And pre, was it pre, nope. pre pressures as well? <laughs> pre pressures. All I remember Mr. is him pressure. giving that goal away at Villa Park after uh, what was that game? Oh, the United game. After he, yeah. and he, and then he's horrendous. Mm. This applies to several uh, players that have been in this position where people are going, oh, no, he deserves another chance, he deserves another chance. This, uh, and, you know, I'm looking at Keenan Davis, when there's, in whatever position they're playing, it's been a prime time that if you show your worth, and this is a great time, like Keenan Davis, when the, everybody was injured, that we needed a bloody striker, nowhere to be seen, and then when he got his few games, no predatory instinct, whatever. Sanson, this midfield has an identity crisis, or had one, and it was crying out from box-to-box midfielder. You don't have to have the best DM if you're a legit number eight. And uh, it was crying out for him. That's why they bought him, to add a bit of bite into that midfield. And no fucking bite to be seen, I'm sorry. So my patience is run free. And I and I, I like the idea of Sanson being a cultured world beater with a bit of bite, because we're crying out for that player that we thought was on the description of the box when we when we bought him. Pretty trading standards aren't involved in transfers, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just. Who else is there? Uh... Well, Davis is another one, isn't he? That he's in no man's land because Forrest have bought a striker. Yeah, Davis. You know, maybe someone like Triore and Bailey have got question marks next to them. Although I think you, they've kind of got they've shown little bits that you think actually there's there's probably a player there that you can use. Forrest to stick to Davis for now. That Forrest have got a few strikers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had so many injuries and COVID situations that they had so many strikers they could still fill the position. Well, and Davis was injured in their running as well. He missed. Yeah. He missed. Uh, he only came back for the playoff final, didn't he? So yeah. this lazy assumption that oh yeah Forrest will pay 15 million for Davis it's, it's never going to happen well, they went straight Sorry, and they bought a, a European level striker from Union Berlin so they're doing their homework as in they're looking at what happened at Villa in the Premier League they're looking at his injury record they've experienced yeah. it themselves they're in a situation where they they know he's got ability for the, and for the championship of course it's uh, it would be effective so they you know they got him in on loan buying a player outright different situation when you see his injury record there's a weird thing as well isn't there with some there's some angles taken on davis that he could do a job at villa and can he i'm not sure he you know there's a there's a role at certain times in a game that i could see davis would be useful for but is is he the way forward is he you know because for me i think if villa get an offer for him um sentiment aside i think he goes i think villa sell him yeah but i think with him he's a player that you're seeing only uh, later in the transfer window when the price starts to come down. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And Villa go, yeah, actually there's no role for, you know, they've seen him a bit more in pre-season. I'm nothing against him. I think he's always worked hard for Villa and, you know, the work ethic and the, um, but chronic injuries and um, lack of goals for me. So you start off the season thinking, oh yeah, Forrest are going to give us 15 million. And by the time you get to the end or you get to August, whenever it ends it, and somebody goes, we'll give you five and Villa will begin. Yeah, go on then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that's how it'll play out if you know five would be okay I think uh, you're still in a really good profit for what you paid for him well we say that but this is people just think you know if you've got a player that's been with you 10 years and you've paid let's say 100,000 for him and then you sell him for 2 million how much does it cost you to keep that player and run his wages over those 10 years people always forget about that plus things like bonuses when you get promoted and all that sort of medical stuff. bills yeah, exactly so I never believe in that profit uh, unless it's kind of a a tight turnaround period and you've made like a good 10, you know, like Grealish is obviously we've had him since the age of 
six or whatever it was. So we've spent money on him for ages. But uh, in terms of transfer fees, I mean, that's a nice, that's a good little earner, that is. You also wonder, sort of moving back a little bit, if some of the defensive options might get question marks. You know, someone like a Gilbert, will he get a fresh start? Or will he be allowed to leave? They might give him a fair chance to impress in pre-season. Someone like Courtney Hawes, who's just had an he's just had an operation. Ger- Gerard is literally. I mean, you know, let's not talk in cliches. Gerard has somewhere. hasn't seen these players no. uh, a lot of them because they've been out. So they will legitimately uh, have a chance on Gerard's watch. And he will look at Gilbert and go, does he want to be here? Because he came out with that tweet, the past is the past. Yeah. So he's obviously already had a chat and go like, prove yourself. Because between you and me, that pole I've got at right back, it's not all that. (laughs) 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 So you've got a chance. And there'll be more action for players now as you know as we were saying as we were saying uh there's more of an evolution now Uh, it's not your first 11 it's it's about squad playing it's going to be a change of mentality especially with nine subs as you said you can have him on the bench get him involved you know you're going to get injuries suspensions etc etc during the season you know there's roles for him where you could if we were let's say we're one nil up against bloody manchester city you could legitimately bring him on and then either have him, and then have him and Cash playing on that right hand side to you know stop yeah, whoever double, double down on someone, mm. double down on somebody. But you've all, both of them have got that bit of attacking uh, flair, so you're not as it's not as if you're sacrificing. Bear's quick, any to be fair. Yeah, exactly. So he's got a bit of I, bite in him. But we've seen him tackle. He's if anything, yeah. he can be reckless. So if you're playing with squads as opposed to your first 11 I think Jill Bear's decent in terms of what he brings to the table if you want to do that double up but actually still have a threat and have pace I think there's a role for him he just has to make sure his attitude's there Gerard needs to know that is a player in him and then we're not we're not compromising like I don't know playing like Konza at right back or whatever where that's all well and good maybe Kessler ahead of you know when he's maybe ahead of schedule or whatever Jill Bear's had such yeah. a strange Villa career though hasn't he because he was signed halfway through the season of the championship, championship year when no yeah. one expected us to get promoted um, we get promoted and he and had then, that tag yeah. he had that tag didn't he well this is a signing if we're in the championships yeah, yeah. or if each, we're in the Premier League. League yeah yeah. and then and then never never really had a run of games did he he was always in and out in and out um, and wasn't, jury's out wasn't isn't he really I guess he has got an opportunity well we've seen him playing against Leicester in the semi-final and you know big games where he actually was feisty and he mm, was up for it he? Yeah, he, was, he was good in the final as well you know I remember yeah. giving Sterling a hard time most of the game yeah even if you want to write it off as like raw ability or whatever he, there's there's definitely something there that I would wouldn't flinch having him as a if you if you need two fullbacks but I think with those two you've got you can play him at the same time in certain situations so I, I, I'm all for keeping him you're gonna have to cut this out when we sell him to Luton next week <laughs> Or he he tries to headbutt someone in (laughs) pre-season Morgan Sansa Like a certain player who might find himself out the door Where is Wesley? Elgaz is in the situation where Gerard hasn't seen him uh, first hand Same with Wesley He's seen enough (laughs) (laughs) He's seen enough Anyone who gets locked in a cupboard by Duncan Ferguson for three months Doesn't doesn't But, you know, if we're talking uh, UN dip- diplomatic here, I mean, you know, if I had a big axe and there's certain players that just have to be chopped out, <laughs> I, there's, a, there's a little queue forming, I've got to admit. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if anybody does have a renaissance like the names we've just mentioned. I think out of all of those, uh, Gilbert... Phil just whispered Wesley, I heard it a few minutes ago. I just want to know where he is, because, I mean, you think it'd at le- he'd at least be like on a, a cargo plane or something back over? Cargo plane. <laughs> Tethered down. 
Do, did we have the Wesley conversation in the last podcast? I think we I think did. did, yes. We did. I think someone yeah. called us out on it, didn't they, actually? I had the pick between him and Keenan Davis. Which one would be more impactful? <laughs> What's going to happen with Douglas Louise? That seems to be the I think the that's the topic. that's the I think that's the intriguing one. Dan, what 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 what's your stance on Douglas Louise? Played in the wrong position. Uh and I think if we can accommodate him in the position where he flourishes a bit more, I think he's got a role. If not no, so so the situation is less let's the last year of his contract. Mm, so do they give him a new contract or do they uh, try to get I think like he could easily be the make weight. I think we might look at the players we've got in the squad and he could be I mean, there's lots of rumour going around, but he could, he could be the make weight for another player coming in or, or, or used to fund a deal. I could see that. Yeah, he's probably, of all the ones who you would say have A, monetary value, B, replaceable, you'd say he ticks both of those boxes. There aren't too many others who you'd say are bigger players who you'd want to leave. Of him, you think, mm, yeah, actually, do you know what? He's probably the best our best player that you'd get a, and the club a is commercially minded now um, you know that, that they will take a view I'd that, happily keep him personally I think I I'm, would. I'm the same as Dan I I'd keep him yep. this year and play him into a new contract and if he's you know, if, if he's getting the game time and he's doing he the job he has got right. it before the season starts he's going to have to be sold or have a new contract because you can't have him playing and go oh we'll, we'll look at it at Christmas because suddenly he'll have so much power in that situation that he'll have our pants down I'd keep him over Sanson <laughs> it's not even an argument agreed my my position is people get sentimental about these players, and I'm looking at that midfield. Sorry, this is before uh, Kamara's come in, and I'm thinking McGinn, Louise, Sanson, Ramsey. I mean Ramsey's uh, young chap. This is a midfield that's got as 14th and the 11th. So these are these are replaceable and upgradable. Is is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So uh, Louise still young. So there is a a chance there, but it's like if you're gonna move him up into a more central position, do you wanna do you want somebody with a bit more drive and somebody a bit more dynamic in like let's say a number eight? I, I would say yes, I would get somebody in who's more dynamic. I think he can be dynamic on the ball. We've seen that when he's been in and around the box early in his villa tenure, and even towards the end of the season, games like Liverpool, and you actually Why get him he in the penalty anymore. Area. We were watching him when we did it twice, you know, putting 30 yarder screamers in, and then you're thinking, oh, happy days, we've got a Brazilian Exocet missile merchant here. I mean, he shouldn't be taking free kicks. That's one thing that can fuck right off to the past, to be frank. But again, but again, wh- why is he taking them? Are the rest of them so bad at it and training them? I mean, you, you don't just walk up there and go, Billy Big Balls, I'm taking the free kick. Well, Ashley Young used to be a legend. I mean, he has, he, I think Ashley Young started. Started ten games uh, last season, so he's obviously. But he's been on the pitch. But mm-hmm. he used to be, you know, legendary from free kicks in the Villa shirt. And then our Felipe uh, doesn't seem to be a uh, bit of a problem since old Connor Hurahan uh, yeah. disappeared. But yeah, so Louise is an interesting one because I don't, see, you know, Newcastle links. I don't see him going to Newcastle. I don't see him. I don't, I, he I doesn't improve anybody above us. I don't think the Premier League is convinced by him. I th- I think I can, you know, when the Milan links there and Roma link, you think, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's more realistic. Or Spain, a slower yeah. league, he'd, he'd, flourish, he'd probably flourish. But I don't think you get the transfer fee that Villa would hope for. And I'd, I'd, that might be deflated a bit by it being the last year of his contract yeah. anyway, to be honest. But um, I think if you can get ten plus, uh, you, you're doing well. Uh, last season, last contract. Well, Villa might want to wrap that up in a in a big selling on uh, clause. I'd have thought um, if they wanted to. I mean, the more I think about it, especially with the signings, Louise, unless you're going to play him for me, 
uh, higher up the pitch, and I'm not sure where where he fits in the current setup. He probably is on that new expanded bench, isn't he? Realistically, yeah. Um, Him and the Canberra have been demoted to mm, the bench, most definitely. Um, Because you wouldn't, in terms of number eights, you'd say with a with a specialist six in Kamara, McGinn mm. goes forward over Louise, and you probably you know would you play Louise over Ramsey? On last year's form, probably not. I don't know. There's, there's big seasons for those two players ahead, really. Uh, I think, yeah. yeah, I think Louis, Louise is definitely a, like what I just said about if we're playing with a squad, match day squad. I think mm-hmm. you've got. I think the same with Ramsey. I, I don't think you're saying Ramsey is is you know in the first eleven. I, I don't think we can have that mentality because it, for Ramsey to flourish, he's going to be in and out of that team anyway. We haven't even talked about Carney. No, yeah. we haven't. Mm. Well, he's not going to be starting games, is he? Mm. Carney's not a conversation as far as oh, I'm wow. concerned. At this point, in terms of starting, I mean, I saw a bit of that final against it was Israel, wasn't it? Yeah. And of course, he'll get the headlines and the hype of he scored the winner from about what one yard with his knee. He did fuck all. If he's at the level he, he and his dad or agent or whoever claims him to be, and they're sort of thinking, oh, he's the next Bellingham. Bellingham was dominant in a shocking Blues team in the mm. Championship. He carried them at sixteen, mm. physically, de- physically and mentally developed. Carney's neither fully physically developed yet mentally. Comes across quite immature. Doesn't take the game. By the way, this the this bluff like oh Dortmund are interested in him. Is that well good luck good luck in Germany. See you later. Mate. Bit of a lazy yeah. link, isn't it? I suppose. But yeah. I mean, the it's, thing, it's just to drive the price. Yeah, up, uh, and the thing about it is, is do you think this is call his hmm? bluff? Just say yeah. Do you think this is part of Villa's strategy as well that they they you know if you're recruiting as we seem to be trying to hoover up any emerging talent, you have to accept the fact that some of that may go. But at the end of the day, yeah. it'll be taken from you as you've took it from someone else. So, uh, but I you know my point of view is. Fans are getting too precious about somebody who has all he's done is hit the post against Spurs <laughs> when he came on. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and mess one against today. If he if he was in like an archer position where he'd had six months out on loan, and you thought, wow, okay, he's you know he's, he's probably had more opportunities than he would have had generally on merit because of his contract situation. Which you know, Gerard's Joe, name fully. He gave him he gave him minutes at the end of last season just to see did, if it did. was worth it. And didn't stand out, did he? He hooked it. Was it Burnley? He hooked him after about fifty-five minutes. He did. Yeah, mm-hmm. speaks for itself. That does. Did that, David? Did you see that game? Or were you locked outside? <laughs> uh, I was locked outside, <laughs> but I have uh, managed to uh, get Villa to uh, change their communication on rearranged games so that they actually communicate to people. How <laughs> oh, good! Everybody, good policy not just, change. Yeah, so everybody knows it's like it's like because there was hundreds out. You know, it's a, a, a club communication issue and not a fan issue. You know, if it's just me and a couple of others, it's like oh, maybe we should look at ourselves here. We've done something wrong. But if you, while we're on the subject, if you uh, are directly emailing to uh, offer fans the chance to put that fixture back onto the season card because they've sold it in your eternal uh, system of you know reselling, if you've told those supporters that, then you should also tell the ones that have actually through the box office officially passed it on to friends and family and uh, give them the option of having it reallotted onto the season card because actually uh, you know they're the ones that have paid the uh, 600 700 quid for the season ticket so now they will communicate to everybody and it will be signed off the communication by two people at the uh, senior level so you know progress there Right. Anyway, we are uh, we're going to go off and do uh, a patron extra show where we'll be talking about uh, Castor. Sorry, is it Castor? Castore, yeah. Castore. It's Castore. We'll be talking about that. Uh, also, the North Stand uh, and uh, other chit chat as well. This is what we will be doing from now on, as well as the main show. There'll always be uh, an after hours uh, show for my old man said patrons. 
on a weekly basis, as well as the the extra shows, whether it be the Mad Few or Off the Record, etc. Right then, and until the next show next week, where we'll actually have uh, Villa in action conversations to be had. It's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from them. Goodbye. 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 Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.